Hey, this is Sam from Belmont. You're listening to Spinning Thoughts. Welcome to episode 64 of Spitting Thoughts. This is your best friend, maybe, I don't know, we're friends on Twitter, I'm guessing. Uh, This is your host, Angelo, and I'm so grateful for everybody to be here. I just love you guys so much. It's been quite the ride here for the last seven months doing uh, Spitting Thoughts with everybody, getting to know you all, and fuck, we're up to episode 64. Every time I do one, I'm like, who the fuck's going to come on next? I'm probably nobody, and... Some sucker comes on. We've got a sucker here today. I'm just kidding. Love these guys. Um, really stoked about 64, actually. So uh, not just because it makes me think of the N64, and who doesn't fucking love that? I mean, come on. Um, but this band is is honestly, guys, seriously, I joke around at the beginning, but this band is kicking a lot of ass. They're all over the place. Uh, they're touring. They have new music that just kind of came out. They've got new music that's going to be hitting again soon. More tours coming up. They're an AP magazine. They're all the fucking everywhere. It's awesome. And they're now on Spinning Thoughts. So everybody, please help me in welcoming. We've got Sam from Belmont. Sam, what up, dude? What up? <laughs> now, good to be here, dude. Fuck yeah, man. I'm glad to have you. Now, off the air, you and I were talking. You're you're feeling a little under the weather right now, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, like, too much junk food on tour. Too much, like, you know, slightly too much partying. It's a recipe <laughs> for disaster. <laughs> So we're going to send you some good vibes here from the Spinning Thoughts family. Hope you uh, start to feel better here soon. Uh, the after tour blues, as I like to call them. Um, but <laughs> I'm so glad to have you on, man. I really appreciate it. Um, of course, dude. I want to dive in. I've got a lot that uh, I need to cover with you here in a short amount of time. So as we, we've we been alluding to, the band just got back from a sick tour with Hot Mulligan uh, spanning from May the 19th through June the 4th. So literally, like you said, days ago. How the hell was it uh, overall? It was it was honestly totally nothing like we, we've ever experienced before. It was kids showing up at every show in areas that we've never played. Kids know the lyrics to every show. It's just, it was honestly totally wild. Like, something we've never experienced before. Like, it was really all, honestly our first, like, legit tour. Yeah, yeah. Like, the rest of the stuff that we've done before has just been, honestly, before Between You and Me came out, um, just, you know, local stuff. We were all in high school, so, you know, it, it wasn't anything special. We just lost a bunch of money and went out for, like, three <laughs> days. And so it was just, it was, you know, every local band has to go through it. Yeah, well, but, for sure. <clears throat> yeah. This one, this one has totally changed the pace. Like, it was really, like, you know, totally, totally wild, you know. Just. You guys were in my home base of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania on June the 2nd, so this was, like, right at the end of the tour. Uh, you were at Smiling Moose. Have you ever played in Pittsburgh or this venue before? No, we honestly had never even hit any of the East Coast. I mean, oh, okay. I, honestly, we've never been outside of the, you know, the four surrounding states of Illinois. Okay, so uh, how was it, man? I'm just curious. I mean, you were just here. It was it was pretty sweet, man. Pittsburgh is awesome. We stayed with stayed with some cool people. Um, you know, overall it was pretty sweet. You know, um, Pittsburgh's a real cool city. A lot of hills. Totally a scary. Fuck ton of hills. Our van, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> our van is like a '94 Chevy, like cargo van that we. It's it's a vintage. Rig to put seats and stuff in. Oh, dude. <laughs> it was not enjoying those hills. No. <laughs> That's so funny, dude. Everybody I talk to who comes through Pittsburgh and I talk to them about it, uh, they talk about the hills. I the the place everyone always talks about is Primani Brothers. Oh, dude. Oh my god, you have no idea. I wanted to go there so bad. <laughs> but everyone in my band was just like unhyping it and I was just like, dude, I'm trying to get some freaking food here. 
everybody stops, man. The next time you're going to be in Pittsburgh again in August with Capstan, and we're going to talk about that too. You got look. That's the, what I'm saying. Yeah, dude. The rest of the band, I'm sure they're listening. You, fuck you guys. Go to Primanis and make it happen. It's it's the staple of Pittsburgh. You got to go. You got to go. While we're still talking about touring, uh, the band recently announced another kick-ass tour. So, you know, you were saying that this last one with Hot Mulligan was like the first, like, real, like, we traveled fucking far. You know, you hit up the, the East Coast. You guys are not slowing down now. You must have the itch. Because oh, no, man. You, you it's, it's, it's takeover season for Bob Mop, for sure. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're, we're trying to, we're trying to poise, be poised to, to take over in 2018. I think um, there's going to be a lot of big moves being made this year for us. You know, we've got the full length dropping at the end of the year that we're we're writing right now and that's more music we're putting down puerto rico we're probably gonna be doing a west coast run i think towards the end of the year too it's just gonna be it's gonna be a real solid year for us we've got we've got some real cool stuff coming up um yeah. especially that capstan tour though because those guys they they fucking rip and i think it fits our sound oh really it definitely well. does like, i think i think the two bands kind of pay like what we want to do is kind of i mean not though like the music's written because we write it and stuff. Like it's not, you know, write for a purpose or anything like that. Right. Just write to write. But you know, the direction of our sound, I think we want to appeal to more than just the pop punk band base. We Absolutely. Appeal to, to fans of like, you know, post hardcore. We want to appeal to fans of metalcore. We want to appeal to fans of tech death. We want to appeal to fans of hardcore. We want to appeal to fans of all those genres. And I, I just think that. Yeah. Why limit yourself? a really good move. You know, it is. No, you're you're totally right. I mean, it's a, they're a fantastic band. And th this is just going to be such a great tour. Like it really is. A 2017 has just been like, oh, my God, it's like the best year for music that I can think of in a long time. Great bands coming out with great albums. Some of the best badass tours of like, you know, regional to national level bands. It's just fucking great. And it's only halfway through. There's still so much more to go. Uh, but talk totally. about talk, there's, there's so much good stuff going on, really. Yeah, there is. Now, talking about this Capstan tour, it's going to run from August the 4th through August the 18th. A lot of uh, healthy dates in there. Um, there's going to be a few cities that you hit in the past run with Hot Mulligan, but there's a ton of new ones in here, mainly around the East Coast. You're going to be a little bit more on the East Coast. Oh, yeah. I, I saw a lot of Florida in there. Um, what are you looking forward to most about this tour? You know, I, I think it's hitting a lot of the markets that we, like, it fills in the gaps, basically, of the places that we didn't get to on the East Coast. with Hot Mulligan covers some ground from, you know, the, the lack of touring we've been up to before. Um, pretty quickly, I think, you know, and, and a lot, there's probably like five, five, maybe five repeat dates from the Hot Mulligan tour. And I, I think it'll be different, different crowds at each show, even if it's in the same area, maybe be the same, like the idea was, you know, Hot Mulligan appeals to that very like emo, emo sound, or like a very emo pop punk type band. Right. And I'd say like, we're, we're more of that like progressive type sound and Capstan really is more of a progressive, almost post-hardcore. And so I think a lot more, like, you know, riff-centric people <laughs> are going to be at, at these shows versus kids who are coming out to scream lyrics, you know, and get, get some of their, their personal stuff out at the show. Yeah. It's just going to be, I think, a different crowd. But I think a lot of the people who caught us and saw our set and, and dug us at those dates are going to show out and, and, you know, we'll see them again, I think. I think a lot of the people, people have been contacting me and being like, yo, We'll, we'll do it again. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no doubt. You actually kind of uh, jumped into the next question that I had. Um, and I figured, you know, because Capstan is a, is a different style band from Hot Mulligan, you know, I was wondering, since you are hitting up some of these dates or cities again, like Pittsburgh, for example, you're going to be playing, I think, at the same venue, Smiling Moose. And there's nothing wrong with that. I, I actually think it's genius. You have to have some repeat dates in there. You want to build a hardcore following in, in certain markets. So it's definitely a good thing. Totally. And, and how, how do, how do you do it quickly? You know what I mean? Right. So no, it's, it's, it's a great move. I actually would, if you weren't repeating dates and you were in the vicinity, I I'd be asking you a question as to why you weren't doing it. But my question for you is this, and I'll let you answer. So, um, what's going to be the same 
and what's going to be different this time around with your set and performance? Is it going to be the same thing or are you looking to change it up a little bit? Because you could get away with both. Just wondering. Totally. You know, I think, here's the thing. I think about our live performance, I think that's, that's one of the biggest assets we have. I feel like we bring a lot of energy to our live performance. I think that um, it's just one of those things like you're not going to see the same show twice with us. I'm not sure if I said that correctly. Yeah, but no, it makes sense. You're not going to see the same show twice with us. Like with with every show, we're going to bring, you know, a, an intense level of energy, and it's going to be different performance. But it's, I, I, in my opinion, I think it's going to be performance full of energy, full of life, full of full of hype. Make people bounce. You know, I think we'll be we'll be playing a new song or two for sure. Yeah, we're yeah, doing yeah. a little writing session. We're doing a little writing session um, over at Will Putney Studio in Jersey. Oh, cool! In um in July, so we'll have a few new songs. You know, because we're we're writing a full length this summer, so right, we'll have a few new songs to play. So I I, I bet we'll probably be testing those out on the road for sure. You know, we got another. You know, this isn't something we should do. <laughs> we'll probably talk about, but we got a new, a new music yep. video drop in with a new song, so. That one will definitely be played. I mean, we played Waterway on this tour. We're probably going to be playing that again. Oh, yeah. There's a ton of life in that song, dude. Yeah, a ton of life. And and here's the other thing, too, is, and this goes back to the genius approach of rehitting these cities and markets, is is that you're going to get repeat fans coming out. And, of course, you're going to get new ones that are going to come out to see Capstan, and that's great. That's why you go on tour with other bands, right? Uh, but oh, yeah. a lot of what happens with the aesthetic and the atmosphere to show a lot of that depends on the fans. Like if the fans are into it and if they're going fucking crazy, then your adrenaline in the band rises and what you do changes and increases. So I think that just in general, some of these repeat shows just inherently is better to put it inherently. It's going to be different because you're going to have some repeat people there. They're going to just fucking pump you up. You're going to be so stoked to see them again. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's definitely that's definitely been something I've been I've been definitely thinking about about this tour just because, you know, honestly the response from the Top Motion tour is really great. We ran into, I mean, I'd say the only issues we really ran into, as far as differences of fan base goes, is I'd say our fan base is a little more mosh centric. Yeah, yeah. While, while Mogan's is a lot more lyric lyric streaming. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I I would say I think the Capstan tour is going to be a lot. <laughs> A lot more people who are, who are, again, who are into the breakdowns, into yeah. the mosh and stuff. Mm, I love you know, it. And not to, not to say Mulligan's fans or anything like that aren't, aren't about that stuff. I just, no, I think we'll see a lot similar similar people as far as in, instead of like a more mixed crowd as it was on this tour. Yeah, and there, it's no, I mean, a mosh is a mosh or it's not. I mean, it doesn't matter, right? I mean, some music calls oh, yeah. for it and some music doesn't. Like, hey, I fucking love Dashboard Confessional, but I will not be fucking throwing elbows, you know, while C- Chris right. Carabba singing to me. Yeah, you know I mean, so... Uh, exactly. You, know, you want to sit there and cry a little yeah, bit, you know? Yeah, so yeah, no, I totally think about your ex, think about your ex <laughs> from sophomore year, you know. Oh god, now you got me thinking, bro. Thanks a lot. Uh <laughs> Now, um before we move off of of touring, y- you mentioned it earlier and I have it written down. I'm actually super intrigued because y- before we talked, we were emailing back and forth getting ready for this interview and you mentioned that the band is going to be in fucking Puerto Rico. Like, I mean, talk about oh, awesome, man. Like, what is that? Can you please bring me up to speed? I have no clue what's going on. Totally. I, I feel like, honestly, dude, honestly, when we got the email about it, it <laughs> we, we had no idea what was going on. We were like, this sounds totally fake, like, totally not legit. Yeah. But honestly, you know, a lot of people down there really fuck with us. I mean, I've seen them on my Facebook posting all, all the time about us. Yeah. People have hit me up from that area. I'm like, yo, come play Puerto Rico. And honestly, what it is, is a really, really, really dope group of people out there kind of were like, well, we don't get any big bands here. They don't get any, they don't get real friends. They don't get knuckle parts. They don't see any of those bands. Right. They, they never come through just because honestly, it doesn't make sense. They have, they have album cycles to go through. They have touring yeah. cycles. Like, it's tough to go out there and just play a one-off show. Sometimes money won't make sense. You know, that whole thing, unless you're like some 41, which is yeah. really gave me as an example. <laughs> They're like, yeah, bands like some 41 will come through or like only local bands. And you know, people there fuck with pop punk, just like all of us do. And, you know, they're on social media and they see all the hype and they see all the bands and stuff. They want them to come over. And so honestly, it's just a really dope group of people in that scene who essentially were like, you know what, we'll take it into our own hands. 
we're going to throw a dope show and bring some bands from the States that wouldn't get a chance to come here and, you know, throw, throw a dope show for them because kids out there are going to go crazy about it. Just oh my God. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's, it's a once in a gajillion time thing that'd be able to happen. Like I know they just brought backtrack out there in May which was totally cool. Now, when you say um, they brought out, like, is your, is there an entity out there, like a promoter or a booking company? Like, are they paying? Yeah, so, like, they're, they're called in, Indie Push Agency. I mean, it's honestly, it's, it's a it's a few people um, in the local scene, people who like pop punk, um, people who like, like the music, who, who, again, you know, they took it into their own hands and they said, you know what? We're not going to just wait around for big company to bring, bring over, you know, Blink-182 and, never get to see any of the bands they you know they honestly they fuck with a lot so i definitely think that's gonna it's gonna be so dope you know find us out there we're sitting there for four days we're oh my off show. god bro that's you know, awesome dude, 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 we're staying at like a house on the beach it's gonna be totally crazy listen sam what we gotta do is is after this uh this little stint in puerto rico i'd love to have you back on the show and let's talk about it because this is this is not only a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for the fans in Puerto Rico, but for you guys in Belmont, everybody else involved, and I'd love to hear more about this. I've this is new. This is new. I've never talked about this kind of thing because it doesn't happen very dude, often. I'd be so down for that. So awesome. down for that. And honestly, dude, so so blessed to have that happen to us. So blessed that no kids out there care enough about us that the, this these people are willing to do this for us. And it's honestly a huge favor on our part. It's a total dream to get. I mean, I've never honestly been. Out, I've never been out of the con U.S. For any reason, no way. Um, and it's, it's, it's it's so sweet that music is taking taking us here. Um, you know, it honestly feels like you know what's next. You know, like Dude, we're, it's a fucking we're, dream. We're so, we're so eager, so ready. All right, so um, moving on to a few uh, other segments before we're gonna run out of time here. The band dropped a new single, Waterweight, on April the twenty first. That sounds like not too long ago. Is I, I feel like it's been out longer. Is it April twenty first? Yeah, uh, I think we dropped it on 420. Okay, um, just for the memes, you know. Yeah, well, but, <laughs> like I think it, I think it, it hit like all platforms the next day just because it even like, premiered. I think through uh, yeah, down, so th- that makes sense. It just it's such a great, honest to god, such a great song, and I've listened to it so much. Maybe that's why I feel like it's been out uh, for for longer. But seriously, holy shit, is this thing for real? Like this song, this song <laughs> kicks ass, man. So before we actually talk about water weight. I want to play it for everyone right now so they know what we're talking about. I'm sure they've all heard it, but let's get it fresh in your mind. So, everyone, please enjoy. I'm playing Waterweight, the latest single from Belmont. Let's rock.
Just finished listening to Waterweight, the latest single from Belmont. I'm in love with this track. I mean it. It fucking rocks. Uh, Sam, what's the reaction been like on your side since the release? You know, dude, it's honestly been unbelievable. This is this is really one of the the first tracks I was I was able to contribute all, like you know a lot of like writing to. Um, you know, most of our other stuff had been like basically like all Brian and Taz. Um, you know, between you and me, we had recorded during high school, so it really was like a piece together process. Like we just brought some songs to the studio, recorded. It was just like one of those things you never thought it would like do anything, you know, really for us and stuff. So this one we had like a different writing process. We worked with Dave Knox um, on pre-pro and stuff, and he produced it too with Seth from ABG Studio. It's a studio out in Crown Point, Indiana. Like real friends in Echo Park there and stuff. Nice, it's really nice. dope guy. Um, and you know, we, we really wanted to just kind of explore the, the different ends of our sound, you know, like we, we were, we never want to be a band that's kind of boxed into a certain sound to even a certain genre, even though we identify as like a pop punk band, I'd really yeah. rather identify as like bounce, you know what I mean? I just want people <laughs> to be bounced into the music. And so, yeah. you know, this was one of those, one of those songs we wrote about Taz's grandpa passing. Uh, my, my grandma's going through some stuff right now and you know, it's just been, it's one of those songs we try to write, not about girls, not about yeah. stuff like that. We just wanted to write something that showed a different side of us a little bit. And so I think that's what we ended up with. People have been responding pretty well to it. I think it just broke 100,000 streams on Spotify today. Yeah, that's awesome. Which Congrats, is totally unreal. Man. Yeah. Totally unreal. So, you know, I, I think that for anyone who, I don't know, if they were like let down or something by it or they were like, oh, this is like too much of a different sound or whatever. Like, you, you'll like the next track that's coming out at you guys. Like, I think Waterway is is one of those songs that's gonna probably gonna be on the full length. It's we're probably gonna re-record it, um, maybe switch it up a little bit, and you know, I think it's it's one of those songs that that doesn't it doesn't define us as a band, but it just kind of shows like we do this, we do that, we can do we can do you know anything basically that we want with our sound. Like, we still want it to be Belmont too, you know. What does water weight represent? Is this just a phase or is this a precursor to, of what's to come? All right. Well, I would say water weight is, I'm not going to say it's the direction we're going or anything like that. I think the direction we're going is yet to be seen. You know, I think that the next single, so we went into the studio, recorded two singles um, that we're going to drop separately. Um, we want to take a real serious tone with this one. You know, we talked about death. We talked about dealing with that, okay. you know, spending songs about basically, you know, spending too much time focused on your own stuff. You basically miss out on the, the, like, the people who give you their time, like your family, your friends and stuff, you know, and working on, working on the band, you know, it, it's, it's, a, it's hard work. It's working on a dream. You got to commit a lot of stuff to it. And it, it sucks, you know, like family members pass away you have a lot of regret um you know sometimes you know when the when the band is feeling you know feeling low or whatever and you, know, you just wish that you could have spent that time with that person and so that you know i don't think it represents a specific direction that we're going i think a lot of the new material that we're going to be writing is going to be even newer than than anything anyone expects like i think it's not <laughs> The next song we'll be drop has the double bass. It's got it's got the, nice. the the mad breakdown and stuff. You know, yeah, you know, we it's it's we try to record these two songs as kind of like a parallel to each other. You know, so the next song it's gonna drop is more for those overstepping fans, more for the people who are super into that like chuggy sound. I mean, I don't think it's like a super chuggy song, but it's gonna be a good song, I think. And um, these two songs we just wanted to drop separately, just just to, to give a little taste of what's to come for us. Um, a little flex of what we can do as a band and you know the future just holds 
lot of new stuff. Like I think yeah. our goal with the band and the goal that we've kind of all agreed on upon at this point, it's kind of been like, we want to, this sounds super ambitious, but we almost want to like push the genre forward a little bit. We want to push what people think about the genre. We hear a lot of bands that kind of sound the same. Um, but you know, isn't always a bad thing and stuff. Right. There's a lot of solid bands out there. No doubt. But, you know, we, we want, we want to do like, as a fan of pop punk, I want to hear something new. Yeah. You know, and I, I want to hear something that's different. Something that switches it up. Yeah. And I think that's, that's what we're trying to bring is the goal at least. And so I think that for the people who were let down, yeah, <laughs> there were not many. I think, you know, there's one comment on our YouTube video that says like, where's the double bass at? <laughs> Dude, YouTube but, just is besides, notorious. For people who like to bitch, seriously. I mean, it's... Oh, dude. Oh, my God. That's dude, all the it's comments for. on our overstepping music video are so whack, dude. So whack. <laughs> Honestly, it's like I, I, I ask that everybody who's listening to this just goes through those comments and just, you just laugh, dude. Like, these people go so hard uh. about this song. Like, there are people who, like, that people were like this ruined my day like somehow like yes listening to this song like destroyed their life or something what, what you guys totally should wild. do i think this this would be really fun seriously is belmont should do like just this it doesn't even have to be a good quality video it's i can't i don't know what late night show does it i should know it's probably jimmy fallon i think where they do like uh the the tweets like you know president obama like red oh, like oh that's um kimmel is it okay? It's Kimmel. So you know what I'm talking about, though. Where like all these stars, totally. presidents, where the they memes, come on the celebrities and read mean tweets. Yeah, honest <laughs> to God, I'm telling you, man. Please consider it. Talk to the band. Do like a little video. If you have these comments on YouTube, fuck them, dude. Read them. Let's let's hear them. Let's have a good video of your reactions to them. I think it'd be great. <laughs> True. <laughs> There's some people, they write like essays about this stuff. It's so whack. That's awesome, dude. I, I would love to see that video. I'm sure everybody else would. Now, um, I, I wanted to talk about what you were saying. There's new music coming, new singles, a new full length that you're working on. The, the last question that I want to ask, and I'm just going to ask it because I have to. If you can answer it, cool. If not, no big deal. When is, it's a two-part two question. What's the title of the next single coming out and when's it going to drop? Can you tell me? <laughs> honestly titles for songs are something that we like dude, our, our song titles like we usually just use working titles up until yeah. just about the second that we have to release the song i'm the same and then way we, we all just kind of spitball and we're like all right this sounds about right is there a working title so, you can say right now i, I honestly i do we don't even have one right now we're, okay. we're gonna it's gonna it's something that we're definitely gonna be addressing very soon okay but <laughs> that song yeah, that song should be, I would say, timeline on that one should be dropping within the next month. Should okay. be dropping within the next month. I okay. should say, by the end of June, it should be out. I know our label's doing some stuff with it, like submitting it for something or another, but, you know, just try to make the release of it as, as hyped as we possibly can, pretty yeah. much, you know. The, the usual stuff, trying to get it out to as many people as we possibly can. Right, and like I said, Sam, and I, this, is, this is one thing that I... I pride myself on with spinning thoughts because I play in bands and stuff too. I understand the marketing. I understand the strategy. Really, it, it, there's so much that goes into it uh, to releasing a song or an album or a tour or, you know, whatever it is that one misstep, like one small little leak or whatever the hell it is, it can really throw things off. It can, it can almost ruin totally. all the hard work and dedication and passion that you guys have put in for your fans. So I never want to be yeah. the guy that 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 pushes anything that you're not supposed to talk about so i dig it we'll just have to wait we'll be alongside the fan uh you know the fans waiting for it and uh can't wait dude seriously now uh we're gonna wrap up episode 64 with sam from belmont with a brand new segment that i'm really excited about now i grew up uh, you know, playing in bands in, in middle school and high school, you know, with newfound glory, less than Jake, uh, brand new, taking back Sunday starting line. I mean, all those guys. So like the, the most, totally. like, they, that, that, that scene out there has produced some insane artists. Yeah, man. Totally insane artists. <laughs> so I'm excited for this segment. It's called grew up pop punk. Now I looked at different websites like Buzzfeed and, and things like that for like those lists, you know, that say like, you know. You, you can for the essential emo songs. Yeah, if you're an emo kid, you'll love this list or some shit. Like that. Exactly, exactly. So I pulled from a couple different lists. You like pop punk, Sam? Uh, just as a, as a fan, I do. This will be fun. 
basically what I'm going to do is, is I'm going to read certain things from these lists. I want to know if you fall in line with this, if I fall in line, and then everybody listening at home, I want you to tweet us at Spin Thoughts and also at Belmont Chicago, correct? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Tweet us your thoughts. Where where do you fall in line with what I'm about to say? Do you agree with me? Do you agree with Sam? Do you disagree? Let us know. This is Grew Up Pop Punk with Sam from Belmont. You ready, Sam? Hell, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So you grew up pop punk if you can do a really good Tom DeLonge in I Miss You impersonation. Can you do one? <laughs> can I do one? Yeah. Um. Oh, my God. The, the Wesma, the spider, yeah. catching things and eating their insides. insides. Yeah. <laughs> insides. Yeah, you're dude, right, dude. Uh, it's totally like that. Um, all right. So I, 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 I don't think that I grew up pop punk with that one because that was fucking terrible. <laughs> you nailed it. Um, so we'll give you that one. Um, and, and look, everyone listening at home, I fucking dare you. Seriously, I fucking dare you. Send us videos of you trying to do that. It's not easy. Okay, I'm, <laughs> I'm sweating. Again, tweet us at Spin Thoughts and at Belmont Chicago. I dare you to try that. Uh, next up in the Grew Up Pop Punk section, um, it, still in line with Blink-182, although Tom's not in it. Uh, you sort of dreaded. I don't even know if you're 23, but you sort of dreaded turning 23 and losing all your friends. Are you 23 yet? I, I, I am 19. Fucking so, shit! I've not turned 23 yet. Are you yet. fucking kidding me? <laughs> Dude, yeah, you sound um, like I'm, the most I'm, veteran guy in music. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> oh my too. god, holy um, shit. I'm 19, Brian's 19, Tez is 20, and then our bassist Alex is 21, I think. Oh my God! Holy fuck! Yeah. All right, no. well, no, no, let me turn twenty-three yet, but I already dread it. <laughs> okay, I was gonna say I'm gonna have to re- rephrase it. Um, and do you do you regret it? Like, do you think of that song when you think of turning twenty-three? Hundred <laughs> percent. I'm On definitely a- gonna be one of those one of those people who gets like a cake yeah. with that theme, <laughs> just because like not even like I listen to like a ton of Blink anymore. It's just like it's just one of those things you gotta do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. And when I turn twenty-three. Uh, and maybe I'll, I'll just say I stayed at 23. That's where I'm still at. Um, you know, <laughs> I definitely, definitely thought about it at 23. And I wasn't worried about losing all my friends. I just fucking did lose all my friends at 23. So uh, that's why I have a podcast. Um, all right. <laughs> next up on the Grew Up Pop Punk. Your parents couldn't even come close to understanding you. What was that like for you? Well, my, yeah, they, I mean, you know. Every every teen goes through their through their their teen phase, so no parent really no parent can really get it. But at the same time, you know, I've got like a little brother, so you know, I see him go through the same stuff that yeah. I was going through. I'm just like, you're lame. Because <laughs> like I, I just I just know like like how how that shit is. Like you know, being a teenager fucking sucks. I'm still a teenager and it fucking sucks. But okay, um, so for me. Um, I grew up in a single, uh, parent home. My mom was cool. Still as cool as fuck, dude. I mean, she, she would hear me if she listens. I don't know if she listens to this. If you do, hi mom. Uh, but she wouldn't care that I'm swearing at all. She swears more than me. That's probably why I do it. So she totally understood (laughs) me. So no problems there. I don't fall in line with the parents not understanding you in the pop punk thing. Uh, that's, that's pretty dope. I would say, I mean, well, my parents, exactly get the whole pop punk thing they definitely my mom's a musician and, and my dad's a huge audiophile so you know they they support the music from the start yeah so yeah, yeah. i mean i was always good to have that backing so i would say i i align with on the side of my parents did get it just because you know my dad you know was always promoting the band on his facebook and stuff and yeah oh, that's you know cool. from the start you there was huge support to the stuff of, of the songs even though the horrible songs i wrote when i was like 15 <laughs> they were like this is the best i'm like it's not the best like i know it already it's not the best like, well i not. guarantee you it was better than my tom DeLong impression so that's a start um <laughs> <laughs> potentially <laughs> all right so you kind of actually talked about like the moshing thing um so again as i was looking through these buzzfeed sites on you know you grew up pop punk if you you know felt or did these things uh the next one is you struggled with moshing because it looked cool 
but was way too violent for you. What is your take on like <laughs> you as a fan moshing? Dude, I used to be a huge mosher. I used to love, dude, I would mosh to fucking anything, straight up anything, <laughs> like anything. Like I was, I was one of those kids, but, um, you know, which is, which is now, now I get it. So I'm like, yo, those, that was literally me when I see those kids going hard to our music or anyone's music really, you know? So I would say, and I used to, you know, I used to like wrestle and play football and stuff. So yeah. all, all that moshing stuff, that, that all came like, it was super fun for me. I, I, I totally get why some people would not be about it, though. Like, I totally understand. So I always encourage safe moshing. Yeah. Don't be hurting other people on purpose. Right, That's right. totally bogus. But you know what? When someone wants to cut loose at a show, I say you should let them cut loose, you know? I'm all for it. I played but, in a ska band. Up a little bit. Absolutely. I played in a ska band for a lot of years. And, uh, you know, you we, get it. Man. Yeah, dude, we call that skanking. And, and, and it's a little bit. Oh, yeah. It's about a, a little bit dialed back. Oh, I you know, know skanking. <laughs> totally. Um. But I would say that I was that guy that thought moshing looked fucking mighty cool, uh, but was way too violent. I mean, I, I'm not getting in a pit, no doubt. So I'm not afraid to say it. Um, all right. So next up in the grew up pop punk, uh, let's see. I got a few more here. Uh, the wound still hasn't healed from the most devastating breakup you've ever witnessed, which is My Chemical Romance. Do you? I would say. Look, I, I, and this might this might almost enrage people. Good. And I feel really bad almost for saying it, Good. but I think they broke up at the right time. I, I think that yeah, I agree. It, it was they they have a legacy. Like they they left that shit. You know what I mean? Like they went out on fucking top as yep. that yep. legendary band, and still even like I don't even know. It's like almost ten years since they broke up. It feels crazy like that, but yeah, yeah. it's almost it's almost like at least it's at least seven or something like that. I think and it might be about you know what? 10. Like they're still like they pop up fucking everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. The- <laughs> Everyone talks about them. I know. Everyone fucks with them. Yeah, dude. So, just just a couple weeks ago, there was like this uh, this hashtag trending on Twitter. I don't remember the, the exact hashtag, but it was something about like MCR like reunion or something like that. And it was just like some some bum who fucking like said that MCR's coming back, like had no merit. He was just fucking around and it fucking Dude, blew everybody, up. Yeah. <laughs> everybody wants it. Everybody wants it. I'm not exactly positive if it's ever going to happen. Again, I think that's one of those bands. It's a fucking legacy. You know, that that inspired a generation of kids. To start bands, to go to music, to turn, you know, their sadness and their pain and their struggles to something that understood them, you know? And so I think that that was a really powerful band. They mean a lot to a lot of people. I think all their respective solo projects are fucking sick. Oh, yeah, yeah. Rather doing this thing, you know? I, I just think that it, it could almost potentially be a disappointment if they got back together because they're held up to this huge standard. Yeah, of like, <laughs> they could never meet the expectation. Exactly. So, like, why even ruin that? You know, just keep them at, on their pedestal of this band was the fucking shit, and they're one of the best bands that ever hit the scene. Arguably, the the best band. Arguably, I mean, that's not my opinion, but definitely could argue that for sure. They, they the music is timeless, and it it really just strikes a, an emo chord, and it's amazing. Now, what I want to know is is. Um, it, this is seriously a stretch. I mean, some, if I'm going to enrage people, it's going to be with what I'm about to say. Would you rather? <laughs> would you rather see uh, <laughs> the 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 remaining members of Led Zeppelin get back together? Because you know Robert Plant is just so against it. You know Jimmy Page wants to do it. Robert Plant doesn't, from what I understand. Would you rather see Led Zeppelin get back together or My Chemical Romance? That's such a tough one. Um, you know, I honestly got to go with Zeppelin just because yeah, of the above, yeah, the above mentioned stuff. I just think that, you know, my chem, if they came back, they're still, I mean, they're all, you know, in like their, you know, thirties and forties and stuff. That's not old at all. And they got, you know, they would, they would be expected to come out with a new record and stuff, you know, yeah, yeah. if that got back together, that would just be banger shows. Everyone in the entire world would freak out. <laughs> Of, of all ages, yes, from every generation. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's like one of the most legendary rock bands of all time. That's like, you know, that's like asking like the Beatles to get back together, even though two of their members are dead. I know. Can you imagine though, dude? I mean, what the fuck is going on? Like, why will they not do it? Do you have any insight? Can you shed an opinion? Why the fuck won't like? There's people. 
that I talk to. I'm not going to say what I feel because I don't know necessarily what I feel, but some people feel like they almost owe it. Like they're so iconic. It's like Jim Morrison, like obviously he's dead, but like, you know, right. How how can they not get back together when all of them are still alive and kicking, you know, it's like Like, people say they owe it. It's not like none of them. Well, okay. I guess Bonham obviously is gone, but right. But his his son, his son is is doing it. His son is doing like a a Led Zeppelin cover band. Totally. And, And, you know, Paige is kicking, Plant is still kicking. He's still making records and stuff, you know, and, and fucking John Paul Jones is fucking sick. He's like in them cooking vultures and stuff. Yeah. Oh my he's, God. I love he's them. doing it. Why, so are, I, why I won't think... they get back together? Here's the thing. Do you think it's, I think it's because Robert Plant's voice can't go the way that it used to. And it's kind of like what you were saying with MCR that, you know, they left at a peak and th- like their music where it is left off will live like that forever. That's how they'll be remembered. I think Robert Plant, he is just such a, I love him. He's one of my favorite artists of all time, but I think he's just so, such a, such a dick. Like, just I think he just wants to be remembered. Dude, you, you, dude, honestly, you just can't underestimate the ego of musicians. Yeah, yeah dude, that, you're right. That honestly is the only insight I could possibly offer, and why they're not doing it is because I think that you just cannot underestimate. Dude, I'm telling you. Okay, when the Beatles were all still alive, people were offering them gajillions of dollars to fucking yeah. play, <laughs> even play a single show. Yeah, but like they were like, no, we don't want to. So it's just one of those things, man. Like. When you're an artist of that, of that much like with that much legend behind you, like you, you, you ha- like it's impossible to not have like such a swelled head. Just uh, like you're right, you know, you're literally regarded as like one of the greatest vocalists of all time. You're regarded as, as, as immortal. Like they're looked at like they're not even exactly. humans. You know, exactly. And you know, it's one of those bands like kids from my high school when I was growing up fucked with that band so hard. You know, like. Everybody from every generation likes them. Yep. Yeah. So I, do. I don't know. I, in my opinion, I think it'd be tough to not have ego when the entire universe is telling you you're the shit. <laughs> Damn, did we go fucking crazy on that? Man, am I passionate about it. Uh, so, <laughs> all right. Here's what I'm going to do I'm going to ask you two more from the Grew Up Pop Punk uh, segment here, and then we will wrap things up. We'll put a bow on it. It'll look nice and pretty. Now, I actually don't understand this next one. Um, and and God, do I feel like another, um, you know, 15-minute digression on my end's about to happen, but I'm going to try not to. Uh, so in these Buzz, BuzzFeed things, they, they're saying, nobody understands your pizza obsession. Why is there such, why is <laughs> pop punk and pizza synonymous? I don't get it. I fucking love pizza. Just someone who's got literally like I have two. <laughs> my first tattoo was given to me in my room, like a little <laughs> stick and poke. It was a little piece of pizza, <laughs> and I've got another one too. I've got two. Two pieces um, of pizza on you. <laughs> yeah, I do, and I'm I'm honestly probably gonna get more. I want to like secretly you... secretly like put them all all around my legs because then I'll, I'll probably get like more tattoos, and they'll just be like secretly hidden within my my legs oh my god are there tattoos. any are there know. any toppings on them yeah like little pepperonis probably <laughs> but they're like little dots they're, it's a tiny little pizza we're about to release this little uh this little like tour promo video thing um for the capstan tour it's got like a if you look closely there's a little shot of my um, of my first pizza it's on my like <laughs> ankle but um so what's dude, the honestly, deal what's honestly, the deal dude, with here's it? the thing dude Pizza's the fucking shit, dude. Like, it is. It pizza is. will never leave you. Pizza will always be there for you. Even if for some for some fucked up reason, like if I'm like, you know, somehow 80 years old, unable to eat pizza because I have no teeth or something, and I'll look at those tattoos and be like, damn, good memories of pizza. <laughs> Pizza's fire, dude. All right, so look, I'm going to have to ask you this then since we're talking about pizza and you love it, you have fucking tattoos of it. Um, everybody, I everybody who listens to this show, even if you've listened to like three, it's like th- every three episodes or so, I mention my favorite pizza in the world. I need to know what you think about it, and I just need you to be honest. I won't be hurt, but I'm dying for What's a up? sponsorship from this pizza place because it is my life. It's my soul. I love them to death. I love Little Caesars. It's my favorite pizza in the world. Dude, Little Caesars is 
garbage level pizza. Oh, I understand no. why people eat it. No. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I had to say it, dude. It's it's so it's like cardboard almost. But like, fuck, man. I get it, 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 it's five bucks for an entire pizza. You can't beat that. Dude. But I'm not even talking about the price, dude. I'm talking like seriously. If I had one last final meal to eat before I die. I'm telling you, here's the order. Take little Caesars. Hot and ready cheese, Little Caesars pizza with um, at least five garlic butter sauces. I need at least five. And then I need an order of crazy bread with a side of marinara. That would be the mm. last meal, dude, and I'd be fucking happy. Dude, crazy bread is a different story. That shit is fire. <laughs> I mean, dude, like, again, all pizza is good pizza, but, well, for one, Chicago, like, this is another thing I gotta tell you about. You're from Pittsburgh, you know, yeah, so yeah. you don't have access to the to the to the really the best pizza in the entire world. Oh, which is you're Chicago right, pizza. you're right, dude. I forgot who I was talking to. You're right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. dude, I'm telling you, you come to Chicago, we'll get you some Pequod's pizza. That's the best pizza in the goddamn world, the entire world. It's so good, dude. All right, listen. This is unbelievable. You'll you'll try. You'll be like, what? Listen, Sam, here's going to be the deal. Okay. Earlier in this episode, I told you that if you and the rest of the band Belmont come out to Pittsburgh and you try, I'll, I'll meet up with you. We'll go and we'll fucking film it. We'll record it. Let's go to Permanis. If you don't like it, I'll buy your meal. And then when I can get my ass to Chicago, you're going to take me. What's the pizza place you just said? Pequod's. 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 You're gonna, Pequod, you're yeah. gonna take me there. I'm sure I'm gonna fucking love it. So I'm not even gonna put the stipulation on it. But I want you guys. Oh to no, m- we can put the stipulation on it. We could do it, dude. Trust me. Honestly, totally whack. But I, <laughs> I actually made this deal with like, like two, like two or three other people on this on this past tour. I, you know, honestly, I think it was a full band deal. Honestly, <laughs> I don't even know. I think maybe maybe Alex brokered it, but whatever. People from all over. We're claiming Chicago pizza is ass, and I <laughs> cannot stand for that because clearly, if you've tried Chicago pizza and you think it's bad, you just have not gone to the right place. Because how can you think Chicago the greatest pizza in the world? Yeah, yeah. All right, so that's that's the deal here. Okay, so you're gonna be. I forgot to look at the date when you're in Pittsburgh for the Capstan tour, but when you're back in Pittsburgh, let's meet up. We'll go to Permanis. Let's film it. We'll put it all over the social media on your end, on our end, and then I'll get my ass out to Chicago. We'll go to Pequods. Is that right? Pequods. Oh yeah. There we go. We'll go there. P e q u o d s. There we go. We're gonna try it out, and we'll see if I think it's better than my all-time favorite food in the fucking world. Little Caesars. You down? Dude, we can literally go. We can go to a Little Caesars. Get you a $5 pizza. We can get you a $5 pizza. And then you can eat a slice of Pequod's. And then you'll your mind is just going to be blown. You're going to be like, what, what, did, what did I even think? What was I even thinking before? All right. All right. It's on. Dude, but here's the thing. I, I had a band, actually, like before Balmires, like the, the, the cringe phase that everybody has to go through in a band. But... We had a shirt that said "Hot and Ready Pop Punk." And that was like the design. It was like the the Little Caesars logo. It was like when like Knuckle Puck and Real Friends and stuff were like doing like the brand designs and stuff. So Do, it, does one that. still exist? Yeah, I might need to get my hands on it. It bro. does not actually. You know what? Honestly, I don't even. I think we bought the design and then never printed the shirt. Oh. I'm telling you, dude, this band was not worth like. <laughs> Was not worth shit. That's fucking. That what a great idea though. Maybe I'll take that and uh, use it for spinning. Totally, thoughts. I offer it to anyone. I mean, I don't think Belmont's <laughs> gonna use it though. Someone wants to steal that idea, by all means, just cred me. Yeah, I, I absolutely. If you want any profits? Just cred me, uh, dude. No doubt, absolutely. So, everybody, that was grew up pop punk with Sam from Belmont. Fucking hilarious, dude. Thank you for playing along. What did you think? Of course, dude. It was, it was awesome, man. <laughs> Solid time overall. No doubt. All right, dude. So, look. I mean, we are just chatting up a storm here. So, we've got to say goodbye. I could keep talking for the rest of the night. Uh, but I'm actually going to go fucking get some pizza. Not Little Caesars because, believe it or not, the closest one's like 40 minutes from me. So, I'm going to go get... Damn. Yeah, dude. Well, you see, you know what? If you had told me that, like... That makes it more of like a luxury, you know? <laughs> it's true, man. And there's good pizza around here. And I love a lot of pizza from a lot of different places. Uh, so I'm not going to get some LC tonight, but I'm going to get me some uh, pizza pie after all this talk. But, hey, Sam, before we sign off, is there anything else you'd like to say or add to all your fans out there? Anything I missed? I would just say, you know what, to anyone who's listening, anyone who fucks with us, anyone who's supported us, like, 
thank you from like the bottom of all of our hearts. Like it's totally unreal the support we've been receiving. It's it, you know we just hope it continues. Like we're gonna keep producing the bangers. So I mean I hope everybody keeps fucking with it. It's it's really surreal. Um, totally a dream come true. Something we've all been kind of obsessing about <laughs> for all of our lives. So it's really dope that it's, it's almost coming to fruition a little bit. So it, it's it's pretty cool. So I just appreciate anyone who who fucks with us and just keep an eye out, man, because. Belmont 2017, Belmont 2018, taking over. It's going to be huge. It's going to be so huge. Sam, I want you to hang around. We're going to talk off the air for a second, but thank you so much for being here, dude. I loved this conversation. Thank you. Definitely, dude. No problem. Once again, I want to thank Sam from Belmont for being with me here for episode 64 of Spinning Thoughts. They'll be on tour with Capstan in August, so make sure you find a date near you and get your asses out there. Their latest single, Waterweight, is available everywhere. And according to Sam, we're going to have a new single dropping here in the next month or so. So keep your eyes and ears open. While you're checking out Belmont, make sure you're checking out Spinning Thoughts on Twitter at Spin Thoughts. We're on Facebook and SoundCloud. Would love for you to subscribe to the show for free on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, and more. Our website is thespinningthoughts.com. We have our next fan review dropping here very very soon it's going to be for grayscale's adornments and it's written by m derman 889 on twitter so please please if you want to be involved with fan reviews i'd love to hear from you dm us on twitter at spin thoughts and i just love working with all of you beautiful friends out there everybody thanks for being with me here it is always a pleasure to talk to you and to interact with you on the social media as always make sure you share music spread love Bye.